I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I now own a very stylish pair of leather gloves. And they are totally confusing me. I don't follow fashions in clothing or anything else because I like to march to a different uh, accordion player. If my lady wonder wench didn't buy me clothes like these gloves, I would probably still be wearing the same slacks I wore in college. And more than likely, I would be using a bungee cord to hold them up. <laughs> when she isn't watching, I sometimes use a tablespoon for a shoehorn. I have, however, been pretty good about honoring her request that I stop stirring my coffee with my car keys. As I mentioned in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, Big Louie is own bad self. The top guy of our Louie Louie generation encourages us to take command of our lives by walking tall, making eye contact, and speaking in a firm but smiling voice. And I do these things when it's necessary. But, you know, sometimes I just like to kind of slouch around and mumble. And I am confused because I can't seem to do that. I can't seem to slouch or mumble when I'm wearing these gloves. What's going on? I don't usually wear gloves. I'm from Brooklyn, and New York is not a glove town. On cold days, New York guys stick our hands in our pockets when we slouch and mumble. The only guys who wear gloves in New York play for the Mets, the Yankees, or the Rangers, so I haven't had a pair of gloves in years. In fact, I think the last gloves I had were kindergarten mittens with a string attached from one to the other so I wouldn't lose them. But these are fancy, schmancy leather gloves. And they have what you might call a Viagra effect on my whole body. They actually make me feel like standing up tall and making eye contact and speaking in a firm but smiling voice instead of slouching around. Good Lord, does that mean putting these gloves on actually makes me feel like a grown-up? I have always been suspicious of growing up too far up, you know? A little growing up, you got to do, but you got to be careful of it. Got to make a living and all that stuff. But so far, I have kept dangerous developments like maturing under control. Right there on page 69 of my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, it says, quote, Many people who are not guys will sometimes call those of us who are guys maturity challenged. And they're right, but it's not our fault. Big Louie says a guy's brain is swimming in a sea of testosterone, which gives him a deep voice, a beard, and a hand just the right size for using a TV remote. Now, please remember that testosterone is a preservative. And what does a preservative do? It keeps nasty stuff from growing on things like meat. And growing is another word for maturing. So naturally, a brain that is swimming in a sea of testosterone simply cannot grow and mature. It's not our fault. We're only guys. We do the best we can with what we've got to work with. End quote. It's right there in my book, page 69. <laughs> Get a copy. 
Sticks to tails. A bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The month of February has been declared condom month because more condoms are sold on Valentine's Day than on any other day of the year. I'm not making this up. The Trojan Condom Company has sponsored three free taxi ride cabs in Manhattan. They have a big condom on top, and during the month of February, you get a free ride within Manhattan for listening to a five-minute recorded commercial for the product. I would love to see a parade down Fifth Avenue to celebrate Condom Month, wouldn't you? (laughs) Try to visualize the floats for just a moment, you know? Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., 40 tons of fertilizer are spread each year on Capitol Hill by groundskeepers. Congress spreads a lot more than that. And the smart guys in the white lab coats in Sweden say they have developed a 100% effective birth control nasal spray. Big Louie says if you use that nasal spray, be sure your dating experience isn't something to sneeze at. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. I remember Sister Mary Knucklebuster always saying, Grow up. Why? I liked being a kid. And they lied to me when I was a kid, too. I don't need algebra that much. I didn't use algebra once today, which is good because I always knew you can't really multiply letters anyway. And no, I can't find your ex because I don't think she's coming back. Louie Louie guys don't grow all the way up. We just don't. Especially Louie Louie guys who are pilots. I go to the airport and I climb in my airplane and I carefully run the checklists and I look around before I yell, clear prop, and I start the engine, you know, and I I turn on the avionics and, and everything comes on with the blinking lights. I love that. Then I call the tower, and I get taxi permission, and I I smoothly advance the throttle to taxi power, and I get an acknowledged takeoff permission, and then, if nobody's watching, as I firewall the throttle, I make that sound we all made as kids. Boom! You know that sound? (laughs) I'm not thinking of the job or the mortgage or the kids, because my head is completely full of broom... Broom is the reason we have NASA. NASA doesn't exist to benefit the human race by reaching for the stars. We don't need a handful of stars. We don't need to go to hostile, deadly worlds. We already have Chicago for that. NASA exists so we can go broom. You know, my friend Chuck just retired from a long and distinguished career as an airline pilot. And he's no better than I am. He sent me a note last week, and it said, quote, I remember my third-grade teacher, Mrs. Abernathy, and she was always saying to me, Charles, stop looking out the window. Nobody will ever pay you for looking out the window, end quote. <laughs> and Chuck is a genuine Louie Louie lad, so he was overjoyed to note that he was grateful for an almost 40-year career doing what he loves, looking out the window of his airliner. <laughs> Pilots never grow up too far, anyway. That kitty sound, broom, is always hiding there somewhere in our brains. Ladies tend to like pilots. I think it's 
because ladies tend to like kids. There's a story about a lady who liked a pilot a lot in the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. You live by yourself in this little room, but you're never alone. It was in this room that you first made love. You were a virgin at the age of 27. You had plenty of opportunities. A rancher who wanted to give you the side of a mountain with a herd of sheep and your own horse. A disc jockey who offered mostly a lot of bologna, or in his case, Polish sausage. A sales manager who swore that he'd leave his wife for you. You'd gotten used to being called frigid and an old maid. It hurt. But you weren't going to have sex until you were ready to make love. He was a pilot. You were working the all-night shift at the airport. It was late and cold and windy and the ceilings were low. Bad night for pilots. When he called for fuel on the radio, something in his voice reached all of the way inside you. It was a shock. Like when you suddenly meet someone you thought you'd never see again. When he walked into the office, he was tired, unshaven, and tense. But he gave you a smile that took your breath away. And he headed straight for the telephone. He was checking the weather. He wasn't particularly handsome, but he had a strong, comfortable way of moving. He was flying canceled checks. There was just too much weather for his single-engine airplane, so he had to stay over for the night. You didn't believe your own hearing when your voice invited him to use your apartment. It was right across the street from the airport. You were working all night anyway. He did. And you found him sprawled deeply asleep, fully clothed on your bed when you got home. So you made him some breakfast. And then you made love. It was just so damn natural. It was right. It was time. It was good. He left an hour later he didn't make it. They found the wreckage of the plane about a half mile from the runway. You gave him something no other man ever had. He left you his smile and the sound of his voice in the corners and the shadows of this room. Some nights about this time, like tonight, your body aches for his touch again. But what he left is just enough. Just Enough. It's from the Night Connections 2 personal audio CD. 
If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com. Check out the Night Connections 2 icon on the homepage. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com, or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. If you like any of those, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. You know, women have to grow up because guys need some kind of adult supervision. That's all there is to it. I mean, <laughs> we can't always be going boom, you know. We can't slouch around and mumble all the time either. You know, you got to make a living and things. And it's pretty obvious that I don't understand women. But, you know, they, they don't usually go broom, broom. And they very seldom slouch and mumble. But there is something that's hiding just under the skin with women that's really different from us. Never been able to figure it out. But I've seen it. It's there. When guys get together and we go boom, boom, especially when we get together and do that, we sometimes get really stupid. Women don't do that. My Lady Wonder Witch is a good example. She knows all about astronomy and history and manners. She's very smart. She knew exactly how to act all those years ago when she first met my mother and my aunts. (laughs) And she knew how to take care of the kids and She kept me sane when I got fired. But, you know, she wasn't really acting like a grown-up when she gave me these gloves. There was something else that was going on. She was sitting on the floor like a little girl and, and teasing me and laughing when she gave me the gloves. This woman who even knows how to act at a polo match. It's it's hugely female when she does things like that. It's nothing like the kind of boom boom that's always buzzing around in my head. It's frankly grown up and sexy and, and different. And these gloves, they really confuse me. Why? Why, when I put them on, do I automatically stop slouching and mumbling? It's like I can't help myself. I stand up straight and I make eye contact and I speak in a firm but friendly voice. I don't want to be all grown up. <laughs> the word grown can be spelled two ways, G-R-O-W-N or G-R-O-A-N, as in grown up. I'm not going there, at least not all the way there. So when I put the gloves on, I always make it a point to walk over to her, and I stand very close, and I breathe heavily on her glasses so she can't see where I'm putting my hands, and I smile, and I brush her hair back from her eyes, And I kiss her ear slowly, and I whisper, Broom! (laughs) Richard! Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. 
There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.